Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nice robe. Actually, a home field apparel hoodie. Oh. Home Field Apparel as comfy as robes. Sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a freer version of the Touchline Media Group. Not that they cost money, but, you know, sometimes in the course of human events, it becomes necessary to throw off the yoke of tyranny and oppression. I don't think I got that right. Do you know the preamble to the Declaration of Independence? Four score and seven years ago. Those are the dulcet tones of my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, which is a French name. Uh, AKA Stumpy. Uh, uh, remember when we both got five in AP US history? That was, yeah, that was long, long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, I am your host, uh, Asa, AKA the Twig, AKA Twigsy, AKA. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if I have any other nicknames that are well known. Um, <clears throat> hey, dumbass. Uh, yeah. Hey, kid. Move. He will. He will actually respond to both of those. Yeah. Well, not hey kid, not hey came hey kid moving. That's how he got free law school. <laughs> uh, for those of you who would like to know that story, uh, please feel free to at Mister Mode Rising eighty nine. He loves telling it. Um, we are here to talk because um, we are sort of through men's soccer for the summer, and uh, the women uh, started their Concacaf uh, Championship uh, thing. Uh, they played Haiti. Haiti's not very good. Um, we will have, uh, additional coverage on the women as they, uh, as they progress through their tournament, not like scuffed, they'll do every game. You should probably go to them if you want to know exactly what's happening. We'll probably have like an update here or there. Like, um, Hey, we beat Haiti three to nothing. Alex Morgan's really good at soccer and Haiti doesn't have anybody who can really stop Alex Morgan. So, uh, so that's fun. But what we are going to talk about today, um, 
is a competition of a different sort. A capture the flag, but with large lizard lizards. Do we know the taxonomy of dragons? I assume they were lizards. Reptiles. Yeah. I don't know if they're actually lizards. I yeah, I, I was using lizard in this in the sort of general uh like dinosaur way. Like 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 large lizards. I, I, I really would like to know the taxonomy. Like are they just like overgrown crocodiles? Uh well what would be no oh. angry giraffes? Uh, it's definitely not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you think a giraffe ever encountered a dragon and both of them looked at each other like, what? No, because the dragons are the, like, monsters that the giraffe parents tell them to stay away from. Oh. Eat eat all your leaves or you're going to end up like a dragon. Hold on, I can spit fire? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's it's, it's like uh, the the wire with the, like, the difference between a stoop kid and a corner kid. Giraffes are stoop kids. Um... Dragons are corner kids. Uh, I'm good with that analogy. Um, so the reason we're talking dragons is because uh, Goblet of Fire, that's where we are. We are at the first event of the Triwizard Tournament. We have been talking about this book for like six episodes and we're only at the first event. Um, but luckily... Ah, you're, ah, you're getting ahead of yourself. Every oh, damn time. I think. Every damn time. I know. I don't know why you keep guessing because... I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, for the most part, we got, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, we did, so I believe, you can correct me if, we're, if I'm wrong, we left off with um, Hagrid has taken Madame Maxine and Harry to go see the dragons, uh, the first as some, for, some sort of weird half-giant date, dating ritual. Yep, yep. The second uh, he had Harry hide under the invisibility cloak and follow along. Um, I often it, I often like teenagers to accompany me on an, on, unbeknownst to my dates. Yeah, there's a whole subplot there. It's like uh, Romeo and Juliet with the with the guy hiding in the bush. Yep, just it's a not weird, good. It's not good. weird subplot there. Um, I don't remember if we mentioned or not, but Harry also. Apparently, Karkarov is also on. <laughs> he also correctly assumes that Hagrid's going to do something stupid in trying trying to impress Madame Maxine, and uh, Harry inadvertently runs into Karkarov, who also then obviously sees the dragons. Uh, the only way, the only reason this is really relevant is because it means that Harry, uh, good guy, capital G, capital G, that he is decides that he needs to decides that uh Cedric needs to know what's coming because you know you can't have one entrant it has to be an even even field yeah never mind the fact that you know Harry is 14 and 15 and did not uh volunteer for this it has to be an even field so Cedric has to know what's coming so he tells Cedric as well. Does Joanne? Which, I, I I have a question for you. Does Joanne implicitly support the idea that Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame with this sentiment? Like, if everyone's cheating, then it's fair. I'd like to. Yes, I think I think somebody should ask her that in an interview question. I don't know how many interviews she does nowadays because the last Thanks. like ten she's done. Well, the last like ten she's done, she's uh, opened her mouth and then just roundly stuck her foot in it. So uh, maybe she 
kind of stopped. I don't know. I would probably, I would probably would have stopped after the first. I would have stopped after the billion dollars. If we're being honest here, I think, I think like a billion dollars, like it seems to change people because everybody I know who's who who says like, oh, if I had a billion dollars, like the the most common answer is I would go to Fiji and you would never see me again. But it appears that a lot of billionaires don't do that. Right. I'm just saying, uh, like, I would go to Fiji. Like, I, you would never, if, if dear listener, if, if I win the lottery uh, and I get a billion dollars, this show will just stop. It will not continue. That'll be the end of it. Yes. I'll be gone. I can, I can guarantee that because the only way this show would continue would be if I was willing to take up the mantle. So this show would be dead in the water. Uh, uh, and I've be, also said I wouldn't would do be, it. No, no, you'd be a good Dick Grayson. I, I think in this scenario, you would like have to take up the cowl of Batman. Um, because Again, I'm, wouldn't do it. No, no, I'm saying like I would be the it. asshole billionaire who just fucked off and nobody. Oh, would yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I've also said people. I've also said that uh, personally, the best and worst thing that could happen to my friends and family is that I win the lottery because I would have essentially limitless disposable income and a bunch of free time. Yeah. Which would be spent coming up with ways to annoy everybody. I mean, like, I think, but, and like the worst part is that like, presumably if you're like me, like you would like give your friends and family some like lump sum at the front end. And you'll be like, yep. oh my God, that's so nice of you. You're such a good person. Why does my mailbox keep getting replicated? Why do I have five mailboxes? Why do I have seven? Why do I have 10? <laughs> I told Angus that I would enter him into the dildo of the month club. That's fair. I mean, that's just variety, right? Like, right. He needs, he can use his decorations. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like some people like garden gnomes. Yeah. Like, like who doesn't want a- dildos well known for keeping away uh, garden vermin. Deers <laughs> are, deer are terrible. wildly sex negative. They are not yeah. a sex positive uh, mammal species. No. Yeah. Who knew? Anyways, uh, so 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 Harry being the good capital, as you put it, capital. Uh, no, nope. we are at the tower with. I believe uh, we did have some of your ranting about the uh, head in the fire situation. So where dumb. So dumb. In the movie, it is. In the books, it is just like a transported head, which so makes you sense. would just see a head. Yeah. Although, and I did, I did profit this, or uh, I did you know, asked this question last time. What happens to, like, because, like, if you're kneeling on, number one, if you're kneeling on the on the hearth at one end, uh, like, if I'm looping and I come in and I see Sirius kneeling on the hearth, I just kick him in the butt. Uh, Again, but, like, we are neck. worse. We are worse people than the rest of them. <laughs> I'm also unclear as to, like, Sirius how the, would do Sirius would do that. Sirius would do it. To Sirius Lupin. and James Potter would do it. Correct. Uh, Wormtail would probably try and miss. Lupin yeah. would. Lupin's the only one that would like is above that. Also, I, I just I understand that that Joanne makes up the rules as she goes, but like, don't you have to say it and then all of you goes? But like, if like, like I don't think the portal stays open. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of oh, unclear oh, because oh, they make- oh hold on hold on hold on this is important. I got drunk on Saturday night and watched uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. Right. Um, wait, Saturday night? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, what, whatever. I got drunk one night this weekend and watched Crimes of Grindelwald. And uh, it, it, it answers the Porky question because it, a Porky at some random point does go back. Um, and like they like show the mechanism by which it works. So it just so it so returns happens, to where it came from. Yes. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm previewing something because I, I would forget this because Crimes of Grindelwald was an eminently forgettable movie. But um, that makes sense, but it still doesn't make sense how it was. No, nope. okay, we can get no, nope. we get to nope. it. Yep. Sure, doesn't make sense, but there is a mechanism. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I always lo- like well, because they made such a big deal with the with the flu powder in the second book, where it's like you have to step fully into the fireplace and clearly say where you're going. Well, if you're only putting part of your body, like you're just leaving it open, and then like his net, like because like think about what happened when he went into the flu network in the second book. He did like the whole spinning thing and like going through like time space continuum. So like his neck is just constantly doing that, but still attached to the two separate parts. The answer is, of course, no. But but Joanne did, decided not to explain this. I think that this would have been a much easier time for like Joanne to just be like, "Fuck FaceTime." I don't know. They, they have video calls. Fucking deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. She really but, hamstrung. I mean, she had. To, I know why she had to, but she really hamstrung herself with the whole magic doesn't work inside or outside. Or like you can't do inside outside magic from the castle. Yeah. Like I again, like it makes sense why she would do that from a from a um. Although, could you imagine, could you, because I assume, like, if that was the case, then owls, also, i just like to point out that, like, in no other part of their lives do owls only come in, like, at breakfast. They just, like, you get delivered a note when you get delivered it. So are there, like, owls just sitting up in the owlery being like, it's not breakfast yet. It's not, I I know I got here at 8.50 a.m., but I gotta wait till 8 a.m. tomorrow. I, I like to believe that there's a owl up there who just constantly shows up at 9.15. And like, like, oh, she's like, this fucking owl, this fucking owl, you just like cannot be trained to understand that breakfast is at eight. And he's like, no, nah, dude, breakfast at 9.15. Because like his, like whatever family that owl comes from is, um, this is a very specific joke, but a Lubavitcher family. Yep. And they, 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 they do their things later because like whatever, um, that that's a joke for 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 like three listeners, but I promise you. It's yeah, fine. I mean, <laughs> it's a family that eats late breakfast. That's a joke that everybody can understand, unless you don't eat breakfast, in which case you probably live in California. I do not eat breakfast. That actually is true. Um, I, I drink it. coffee. Yeah, I I, I took uh, I took the uh, the wife to the airport this morning. I had a nice uh, double shot can of Starbucks mocha goodness. It was good. Sure. They don't sponsor us, but they should. Um, I drink a lot. Of, I actually don't drink a lot of Starbucks. I drink a lot of Maxwell House. Maxwell House yeah. is great. I'll, I'll pump their shit up for free. Maxwell House is awesome, and you should buy it. It is, it is the best the best price to uh, fake tinny uh, taste um, on the market. It's great. So anyway, <laughs> we're, at, <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the fire. And uh, Sirius is announcing. So we've already mentioned this a couple of times, but this is now when Harry is like, like in universe, Harry's made aware that Karkarov is a death eater. And then Sirius also proffers the same, um, you know, theory that air quotes, Mad-Eye Moody did earlier that like, Hey, this tournament would be a pretty good way to kill Harry. Uh, Which again, as we've mentioned multiple times, there's nothing saying that he actually had to do any of the tasks. He could have just walked in front of the dragon and said, I quit. And then he's DQ'd. No. Like, <laughs> I, like you like walk in, there's, there's the stands and everybody's watching. Harry, you, you, how are you going to get through this? 
I'm not. What? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not doing this. It's, it, it just turns into the Indiana Jones with diarrhea scene yep. where, like, the, the dragon does, like, the big roar and all the claws and everything. Roar! And then Harry just says, nah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, yeah, no, I'm, go- I'm good. Do you think it would be against the rules to Avada Kedavra, the dragon? I, I've also <laughs> thought about that. Like, you're not allowed to use it against other wizards. Certainly which- you can kill animals. Certainly they, they, eat, they eat pig. They eat a lot of ham at Hogwarts. There is not a general prohibition against killing animals. I also don't think there's a general, if I remember correctly, it is just you are not allowed to use them against other humans. Yeah, I mean, I think like, if, if look. So it's like, is Hagrid, is Hagrid exempt? Yeah, I, I don't you know. Only, you can only say Avada, Adam. Avada! Yeah, like. Does it do anything? <laughs> stop doing that. It's annoying. Uh, but again, like we get into the question of like, what level of, of intelligence do you need to have in order to be protected by the wizarding world? Because it's somewhere be clear, between... We don't get into that. We know no. where the line is. Do we? Is it, It's okay. somewhere between house elf and not house elf, clearly. It's because... somewhere between centaur and horse. So around the midsection? Yeah. <laughs> like the lower, like the pelvic region of the human and like the lower neck of the horse, I think is halfway. Sure. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would, I would simply have gone into this and like, I'm going to kill this dragon so that I don't die. Um, because they, they, they make extensive reference to the fact that people die in the Triwizard Tournament. Do you know how I would make sure not to die? Killing the other thing. Killing the other thing. <laughs> Uh, by any, uh, I assume. By, I assume uh, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna tweet us or like calls or whatever and say like, "Oh yeah, dragons are obviously immune to Avada Kedavra. You have to like hit them like in one specific spot or something." Which fine, whatever. Uh, but I, I I hear you. I hear you're immune to Avada Kedavra, and I raise you season eight of Game of Thrones, where uh, the manner in which dragons are killed changes at random, so we can change it whenever we want. That is how. Yeah. That's not even a George R. R. Martin slight. That's a oh, nope. That's a Benioff Benoit slight. Fit, Benioff and Weiss slight. Yeah, and I like Benioff. He's a good writer when he cares. Yeah, when he's when he's yeah when he when he before again before he made a billion dollars right he put a lot billions, more effort billions of dollars changes people. David Benioff before that made uh, wrote City of God and Twenty Fifth Hour, both of which phenomenal. Then he goes and he does the first six seasons of Game of Thrones, which is not one to one with the books, and it's great. And then somewhere around season seven, when he got that Star Wars money, he was like, nope. Wait, see, he was City of Thieves. City of God right. is a, a phenomenal film that David Benioff had nothing to do with. You are correct. That we know of. That we know of. Right. It, it's possible. I actually don't know. He could have written that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe he did. Um, City of God is, is pretty far away from David Benioff's uh, oeuvre. Brazil? Yeah, he tends to stay in areas populated by Eastern Europeans, whether it be New York or Eastern Europe. Or Westeros. Or Westeros, right, which is also populated by Eastern Europeans, um, I think. No, Kit Harrington's uh, Irish. Yes, that was, they're very much Western European. All right, um, and then the Sirius and Harry get interrupted by what turns out to be Ron, which... Um, you know, does not go over well with Harry. He's pissed. Uh, in the movies, like, they, they have this, like, super passive-aggressive exchange. 
um, that yep. you when you watch it as like I remember watching this movie as a, as a kid who was I think this this movie must have come out when we were about 14 um, 15 16 pretty, pretty somewhere around there yeah. um, and in the moment it made total sense and as I watch it as a 31 year old I'm like oh you two suck so bad just just it just it's it's enough because it's like you everybody gets in fights with their friends like everybody does but like what you do is you like you have your fight and then like two days pass and then you start talking about Michigan State or whatever and you just like sort of get past it like you don't have to hold on to grudges uh when you live three feet from someone it's like literally yeah literally you sleep three feet away so like it's just a pain in your ass right like holding on to this grudge and like look I'm pro-grudge you know this about me you know this I can can confirm that he's very pro-grudge um but like not the movie the movie's terrible the grudge but grudge is generally um but yeah like it's just like it's exhausting like i would probably at some point after like a week of this just be like hey ron we good and ron would be like no be like all right cool uh let me know when you are over again i'm speaking as a 13 year or a 14 year old not a 31 year old i'm just saying what i would have said which is all right tell me what you get over your period and then we can be friends again and that would have been the end of it because he would have laughed or punched me. And either way, that resolves the issue. Because actually, if they had gotten into a fist fight, that would have been the end of it. Again, I was 13 or 14. If you get into a fist fight with your best friend, it's over. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why that works for 14 year old Doesn't even boys. have to be your best friend. Just like, let's say 12 to like 15 year old boys. You get into a fist fight and then you just bury, you bury it. At the end of it, like at the end of it, you're just like, you good? Yeah, you good? Yeah. Paul yep. Barty punched me in the face in eighth grade. I have not had a problem with Paul Barty since that day. Full government. Very nice. <laughs> um, cast member Jonathan and I got into a fist fight at 14. We were fine immediately afterwards because we sat next to each other in math. Yeah. Because, like, you can't hold a grudge against someone when you have to ask them what they got for C. I'm not saying we cheated. I, I am saying we cheated. Um, and I, I, I was bad at statue math. of limitations. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Ha ha! You can't get me. I don't even remember who my math teacher was in freshman year. Uh, it was, I, it was geometry. I got to see. I'm, I'm bad at math. I can also confirm that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so we are, we are, almost to the first task. We have like one more little bit. It's actually part of my, like one of my favorite parts of this book is how. Um, uh, you, it's presupposing a lot of things at the end but like when you go back and look at it after you know what how this book plays out it is really funny how a heavy-handed uh air quotes mad eye moody is with trying to like give harry clues on how to uh accomplish these tasks <laughs> and b how like openly frustrated he is that harry still isn't getting it so, so that brings us to two points. One, Harry's the dumbest boy alive. But two, and more importantly for my purposes, this, this falls in with, with the general, generally, uh, if not accepted, then certainly generally well-known theory that uh, Matt, quote, Mad-Eye is in fact Doctor Who. And he's just super pissed that the stupid kid can't understand his like alien whatever brain. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. It, fucking dragons, dude. You should fly against them because they're going to have chains on them. Play to your strengths. Well, I don't know what my strengths are. Uh, you know, like Quidditch. 
Uh, but how can I play Quidditch against the dragon? Oh my god, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and and like like you can like feel it. Like you can feel the. Why are you so dumb? You're 14, so presume. <laughs> no, it's like it's like you're a fourth year. Uh, so presumably you are at least four. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Kelso. I can uh, safely assume wait, you are. Is that Kelso or four. Cox? That's Kelso. <laughs> it's, you did four years of med school. No, it's you did four, four years, years of undergraduate plus four years of med school. So I can safely assume <laughs> you were at least eight. <laughs> uh, okay. So what he actually, what Moody actually, air quotes Moody actually tells him is play to your strengths and get what you need. So luckily, Harry works through, you know, the, Hermione, the different Hermione games. works through. <laughs> no, Harry does in the, get. In the movie, in the movie, it's Hermione. Is it? Yeah. Um, Hermione's the one that tells him about the charm, but Harry realizes I need to fly and I somehow need to get my broomstick, which actually is another funny part. Oh, another thing I enjoy. Uh, they just so, isn't this when they just so happen to coincidentally be working on summoning charms? Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, just like, oh, wow. The charm I am currently learning in school, which again, um, but he is the basic wrong charm. charm. He used the wrong charm. He was learning another charm in school that would have been much more efficient. And that was, in fact, the killing curse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it uh, just so happened that they were learning summoning charms. Yep. So we are now at the, uh, the, first, the first task. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't start off strong because Harry comes down feeling nervous. And uh, he can tell that McGonagall was like, oh, shit, this kid's going to fucking die. He's going to die. <laughs> He's going to die. All right. Like, do we, do we, is Ginny Weasley a good seeker? Because this is going to be a problem next year. I, I need to start recruiting now. Yeah. <laughs> I need to replace my seeker next year, so I should just start doing it now. And, and, and like the problem for her is like she probably assumed that she had three more years of it. Like, imagine if you had a freshman who came in as like a three star in basketball, and you're like, I've got a point guard for the next four years, and then he goes off, and you're like, Oh my god, what do I do? I did not plan for this contingency. Yeah, Harry Potter is supposed to be here for seven years, and I only got three and a half. half. Yeah. Not even a half because they didn't play in the fourth year. Also, wait, no, this goes back to Harry being the dumbest boy. Harry definitely realizes that I need to fly and I need my broomstick. I need to get my broomstick to do it. And again, they are currently learning summoning charms in class, and Harry does not put those two together. He's an idiot. Hermione is the one that's like, we are learning summoning charms. You should summon your uh, broomstick. Also, why not just uh, uh, why not just Robin Hood this? Um, just like have Hermione bring the broom, and then when he comes out, just like again Achilles whip it at him. Not only that, but like who? Because if you remember, I guess we haven't actually gotten it up. Well, when we get to that point, I'll I'll I'll, I'll hark on that. Uh. So we learned that the actual, again, we've been like dancing around it, but the actual first task is to get the golden egg from the dragon. So they're playing on the uh, maternal instincts of these dragons to protect what turns out to be a fake egg, which is also, uh, also, I, I, I'm up. not sure. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm not sure that it's a maternal thing. I, I, unless they say that in the books, like it could be like uh, Joanne just stealing from, from Tolkien. Like this is like a, a hobbit situation. Sure. Yeah. Like, I don't like remember specifically dragons, what they call them. Yeah. Dragons like uh, gold and stuff. I don't know why. I think one of them, I think the one Harry gets though is sitting on a nest of eggs and one of them is golden. So oh, I think, that's messed up. Never mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
in the books, do they tell you how Floor, Cedric, and Crumb get get through this? I can't remember. Okay, because in the movies they don't. Okay, we might we 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 might get to it uh, on next episode. No, oh. we're 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 getting we're getting through. The I don't right I don't remember, so I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Um, and since we're recording the next episode, um, certainly not so far in, in the future. Definitely not in a couple of hours because um, this weekend we have uh, you know scheduling conflicts. Um, it'll you have a ton of time to do that, and certainly yep. not. And I will like, definitely remember. Not like ten minutes to do it. Anyways, um. So okay, so so also uh, Ludo. Well, no, Ludo beforehand also just straight up offers to cheat for Harry. He asks Harry if he wants any pointers, and Harry was just like, "No, man!" Like, like Ludo. Ludo is so blatantly fixing this that you have to appreciate it. I do. I I, I have to be clear here. Um, I don't mind if my sports are fixed, so long as I don't know that they're fixed. Right. Like, I don't mind the fact that wrestling is is I, like wrestling knows who's going to win at the end because I don't. Right. Like, I don't know who's going to win. So for me, it's like I'm learning it for the first time. If if the Triwizard Tournament was fixed for Harry Potter to win. The betting lines would reflect it. It's OK. The smart money would be on Ludo Bagman trying to get Harry Potter to win. Um, and uh, that's fine. You can you can you can you can deal with that. Right. Um but Harry, I don't think Harry refuses the help because he, he wants to be fair. I think he refuses the help because he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I can't, at this point, I can't deny that. Also, uh, not just, like, not being fair or not, or wants to be an idiot. He might also just be so surprised. It's like, well, this is, this is blatant point change. Yeah, yeah, I guess, like, <laughs> like, there is, like, a, like, there's a difference. You're not even trying to hide this. Right, there's a difference between someone coming up to you, like, and being like, hey, you know, I think uh, I think the horse number six looks pretty good. Don't you think the horse number six looks pretty good? And like, there's a difference between that and 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 a guy coming up and saying, hi, I fixed this horse race. Number six is going to win. You should probably bet on number six right now if you would like to make money on this fixed horse race. And you're like, that's not, that's not, that's subtlety, man. You got to be subtle. Yeah, honestly, if somebody came up to me straight up and said, I fixed the race, horse number six is going to win, I would do anything but bet on horse six. I'd be like, there's no way it's right. I would short six, yes. I, yeah. I don't know if you could short. <laughs> I don't know how uh, horse, horse betting racing. works. <laughs> um, I, I think that there should be some way to, to bet on who comes in last. Um, again, there probably is. Yeah, like, it seems about as likely, you know, as knowing who, who gets in first. Um, you know, but in this in, in this, who wins this, right? Because look, I'm, I'm going to get out in front of things. Harry flies around in the movies. They do a whole set piece. He ruins half the castle in the book. If I remember correctly, he just sort of like dive bombs it and gets done with it. Well, so a couple of things here. This is what I, I was alluding to it before. Uh, number one, it is implied that Harry's firebolt, when he accios it, comes all the way from the castle, which I would like to point out is dumb. Like, yeah, bring it out. I guess it would be very clear that you had thick, like you knew it was coming if you put the if you put the firebolt like next to you. But also, everybody knows the really one of the only things Harry's good at is flying. So maybe he just brings his uh, broomstick everywhere. I mean, look, I'm not. I I, I 
know people who, who brought a basketball everywhere they went in high school. Not because yeah. they thought that they were going to have to play one-on-one versus Grindelwald, just because like it was a thing they did. I can imagine Jock Harry Potter just being like, just sometimes you need your broomstick. Like, you don't know if sometimes like someone's going to be like, hey, you want to cut potions and go to gym? Be like, well, I need my broomstick. Um, again, he did not do nearly enough cutting class and going outside and flying his broom. <laughs> Like I, he didn't do enough like flying his broom period because it's not even implied he does it like at school for fun. He only does it during Quidditch. Yeah, I mean maybe it's like a a, a whatchamacallit, call it a, a Clinton Portis or Willis McGahey situation. I don't remember which one of them. Um, it was a Miami running back who was like, oh, it was Edger and James who was like, yeah, I don't like playing football. I'm just really freaking good at it, and so I do it, but I don't like it. Like I like playing basketball, and it could be that Harry Potter just like likes playing chess. I mean, Anthony, yeah, Anthony Edwards did that and almost didn't get picked number one overall like three years ago because he did the exact same thing. Imagine if that had been a psyop done by the Golden State Warriors because they wanted Anthony Edwards. That would have been genius. You know what else is a genius psyop? Whatever the sponsor says. I hope so. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so, so, so they have- That could go very poorly for us. Depending on I, who the sponsor. Is. I hope it's 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 um, uh, Dose Akis has been has been pretty consistent recently. I'm um, I'm okay with that one. Yeah, like I I actually do think Dose Akis is a psyop because prior to them having the best ad campaign in the history of beer ad campaigns, I had no idea who they were, and now I think of them pretty much first when it comes to Me- well, second when it comes to Mexican beers. Corona is going to be on my mind for a little while. Yeah, that one's probably never leaving. No, um, but yeah, to get back okay to get back to the dragon. So you're right, because Harry, in the movie, Harry takes him through, like, the castle turrets, right? Yeah, right. Like, this thing chases him. For, okay, again, the goal is for Harry to get the egg. The only thing he has to do is get that dragon far enough away to turn around and go get that egg. Yeah. There is absolutely no reason for him to go all the way up to the castle, do a bunch of damage, and then come back. Like... He, you think that there's he was a lot off? of airspace that he could have turned around in there. Yeah, I think he was just showing off. Like, I've, I've established pretty solidly what my belief structure as it relates to Harry Potter is. Like, I think that he is just someone who, who enjoys people saying, wow, that Harry Potter is pretty cool. So in the movies, it makes sense to me, right? Like, hey, yeah. I could go get this, but what if I cross him up twice? Like, you know, like, yeah, I can get to the basket with one dribble, but instead I'm going to try to make this dragon fall. Sorry. Yeah, it it makes yeah the dragon that can fly. It makes right. no sense. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a bunch oh, of wait. other. Can we can we talk about my favorite line in this movie? Hit um, it. which is when they uh when they pick the which dragon they get, and it's oh, like yeah. the the Norwegian Ridgeback, the Hungarian Hordale. Uh, it's Barty Crouch Senior, and then um Flor Delacour uh gets uh the Chinese Fireball, and for yep. some reason, <laughs> Barty Crouch Senior says. Chinese fireball. Ooh. And he doesn't do that for any of the other ones. <laughs> and I don't know if he's trying to be like, ooh, Chinese. Ooh. And you're like, dude, that's weird. I don't know why you're doing that. Will you please stop? <laughs> um, also, it's pretty obvious that the reason that they didn't have, um, they didn't show us the first three people is that they didn't want to animate the dragons. Like, that's pretty expensive. So. Yes, we learned that from Game of Thrones. Correct. Uh, yep, right. so then we learned that Harry is... Uh, the fastest champion to get his egg. And then he gets scores from the judges because again, things are getting scored here for some reason. It's not like a binary. Um, you did yeah. 
yeah, you accomplished or you did not accomplish this. Based on what? Like, like, look, I, I'm actually speed wise, I'm cool with because each of the things is speed, right? So the yep. next time, if you get first, you get to go based on exactly how much quicker you did it than two and two gets to go exactly, you know, blah, 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 yep. whatever. Yep. And so you can like stack good times and then you have an advantage of three. Um, there is no reason for scoring. Did you get the nope. egg? If so, 10. If not, zero. Yep. I guess one if you died zero, but you know, like you can make one. No, it's, this is binary, 10 or zero. You I mean, either did or you did not. Yeah, what, do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. Um, so, so yeah, so like, great. Everybody did it. Right. And Harry, Harry gets Harry gets uh, docks some points because he he got burned on his shoulder because again he did flying for longer than he needed to. You know so what you I, get for being a showboat. I mean, yeah, but like I would rather win by twelve and and dance on some fools than win by sixteen and not. That's fair. Like I I appreciate that aspect of it. So after this, is this when he and Ron get cool again? Yep. Ron comes in and like the first thing he says is. Hey man, whoever puts your name in the goblet of fire might be trying to kill you. And then Harry and Ron, or Harry and Hermione, are both like, "No, you think so? Really? Wow! How'd you come to that conclusion, Ronald?" Way to go! Way to go! It's Hermione not- actually bursts into tears. That's the thing that happened. Well, happened. Happened. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just uh, wait. When is? Are, yeah. Okay. So, so this happens around like. November, right? I believe this is November. Okay. So what, maybe early December. Even. I'm yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, so you're trying to time the world cup. Yeah. I was trying to think like, like, is there something else going on that, that, that is distracting people from this, but no, I mean, 94 the World cup would have been over the summer. Yeah. 94. I mean, I guess this is the, the last of the Cowboys Super Bowls. Yes. Because Britons fair famously care about that. I'm just like trying to think what was happening. Like there's a strike in baseball. There was no World Series. There was no World Series. That's true. Um Michael Jordan did oh no no no. This is this is this is I, I get it. I, I because this is ninety-four. So yeah, this is so, one of the suspension years. Uh my, my friend, retirement in baseball years. Suspension. I, that's why I said suspension years. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this this is like a dead zone of sports. Like uh again, British wizards famously care about all of this I'm in gonna, 1994. Yeah, keep going. I'm gonna look up who won the Premier League in 1995. 94. 95. 94. Care about 90. You want the next summer, right? Right, next next summer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, keep talking. Well, I forgot this point, but uh Harry because Professor Karkarov gave him a four out of ten. Harry and Victor Crumb are now tied for first. So you won't guess th- who won. There, there is no universe in which you guess who who won the Premier League. Millwall. Nope. I'll, 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 how about this? You can guess any of the top five. You should get two out of if you get if you get three out of five. You get five guesses. If you get three of the five in the top five, um, I will send you a bottle of liquor that you can post on Twitter. Uh, Leeds. That's one. Liverpool. That's two. Man United. Fuck. <laughs> In a row. Yeah. In a row. So that was five, four, and two. The other five, the, four, and two. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. You get two, two more guests. Okay. 
Um, no, I already get the liquor. I just want to see yeah, what you do. Yeah, this. Yeah. Let's say I'll say Chelsea and Everton. Uh, that year, Chelsea finished 11th and Everton finished 15th. Damn. The third place team, Nottingham Forest. At okay. 70, 77 points. And first, by a point over Manchester United, Blackburn Rovers. Wow. So maybe there was a lot of distraction going on because people are like, what the hell kind of run are Blackburn on right now? Dean Thomas isn't paying attention to any of the Triwizard Tournament. It's no. all just laser yeah, focused. No. Was was West Ham still in the uh, Premier League in that year? Uh, in 1995, West Ham finished uh, 14th. 14th. Right. Um, yeah. Um, finished well above uh, Man City. Probably the last time they did. That's not true. Man City was trash until like 2007. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so now everybody's friends again, and now they got to prepare for a dance. Is that in, in the movies? That's what happens next. Well, so, but I also want to point out that that means Karkarov. Uh, well, number one, that means that time never even factored into the placing because if Harry was the fastest and then he's tied with Victor Crumb, that means that they didn't take his time into account. Number two, that means that Karkarov sat there and did the math to figure out what he would have to give Harry in order to make Crumb at least be tied for first. Correct. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. This whole judging system makes a, a ton of sense. Completely. Uh, Why does it also, matter if you get burned? Why should you get docked points? If you go, if you want to run through the fire with a fire, anti-fire charm, that seems like a pretty smart way of going about it. No? Well, if you have an anti-fire charm, you're not going to get burned then. Oh, oh Chinese fireball. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, we find out that the next clue is inside of the golden egg. Sure. Uh, and then Rita Skeeter tries to interview Harry and he brushes her off by saying, yeah, you couldn't have a word. Goodbye. That's two words. It's hyphenated in the book. So it's one word. One, one, one word. Uh, the, I, I know that we're not talking about uh, the 1994-95 Premier League table like a ton, but Jurgen kind Klinsmann, of are. Yeah, Jurgen Klinsmann was a top five scorer in uh, in that season. Scored 21 goals for United for Tottenham. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, the number one scorer was Alan Shearer at 34. Of course, it was. It always is. Um, but, but yeah, so, so we have, we have, uh, uh, some, some shady judging, but whatever. Harry's tied for first. Great. Doesn't matter. Um, and, and we're, is, is, is this the, the dance? Uh, we are getting there. Okay. Does the dance happen around Christmas or, or Valentine's Day? Dance happens on Christmas. Okay. Sure. There's something else on on valentine's day i think katie hawkins dance yep yes exactly thank you ryan k uh yeah that is actually what i was thinking about um but actually more more to the point the point uh, are you telling me that there was like a situation in which like it was like you can go home and see your family for for christmas or you can go to a school dance yep that's messed up school because all of those kids are going to that dance and also uh you had to have been a certain age in order to attend that dance. Sure. So like, Why? I believe, I think it was like 
fourth years or you had to fourth years or above or you had to be accompanied by a fourth year or above? Sure. It's convenient. It's a nice, uh, you know, I guess, I I don't know. I guess fourth years are in high school and like, like in American terms, like that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Um, so Harry, Harry goes back and immediately sends an owl to Sirius explaining all of what's happened to him. Uh, again, with heavy tints of, I think Karkarov is a death eater that's trying to kill me. Sure. Then they go back to the common room where there's a giant party waiting for Harry because the Gryffindors are finally willing to accept him as the champions of Hogwarts that he really truly is. Even though he's not, he's the champion of random school generated number four. It's in order to be chosen for the Triwizard Tournament. Uh, <clears throat> and then they all bully him into opening the egg to try and see what the clue is to see if they can help, even though they're not supposed to. And it's just uh, garbled screaming, which has to be disconcerting. Yeah, I, I don't think... What's the like, clue? Ah, <laughs> oh, shut up. Nope, 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 nope. Do we think, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but but I, I, I'll I forget if I don't, if I don't ask. Um, nope. Do we think that like in the shower it would have worked or did it need to be fully submerged? That's a good question. I think fully submerged. Because I, I think it is, I think it's the pressure. Oh, because like, see, like, like, I, again, I know I'm getting ahead of myself and, and we'll get there, but like, I could totally have seen myself taking a shower with the thing because I do my best thinking in the shower. I don't take baths. So I, I probably would never have gotten that. Anyways. Um, you also don't know what the plumbing system is like at Hogwarts though. Cause I don't, I believe outside of this, this is like the only, and the prefects bathroom, this is the, which this I guess is, but like, these are the only times that like showers and baths are ever referred to. That is a good point. That place probably smells like death. That's well, there's also ghosts and like rotted, Stuff hanging out, hanging out, oh, whatever's in the pungent. So, yeah, smell the smell. She hadn't considered the smell, you bitch. <laughs> the only, uh, like really important, uh, only other important thing that comes out of the party is that uh, Fred and George turned Neville into a canary. Go Norwich. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so now we, we quickly transition into the, um, it's time to ask people to a dance thing. Um, ah, well, we've also got, I don't know why you keep trying to guess. I don't know. Cause it's fun. <laughs> it's, um, it's like a memory game. It's like, like, you know, can I remember things in order from a movie? Harry, Ron and point, Herm- I watched six weeks ago. Yeah. Harry, that was the other thing. Like I read all these books really quickly trying to prepare in case we like blew through the podcast. We episodes. Did we, did we did not. I could have taken my time. Um, <laughs> Rita Skeeter, Harry, Ron, and Hermione witness uh, Rita Skeeter interviewing Hagrid, which Harry and Hermione recognize is not good. Ron's like, well, Hagrid's been in loads of trouble and Dumbledore's never sacked him before, which in fairness is actually correct. Like, I mean, like we like Hagrid because, you know, he's on like he's written to be a sympathetic character that we were supposed to root for. But like, if you objectively look at Hagrid's CV, Hagrid should not have that position. Multiple. Uh, uh, he's a felon. He is uh, half giant. giant. 
Uh, he's clearly indebted to Dumbledore in a way that I would be pretty uncomfortable with if I was part of the board of directors. He has a third year education. Yep. Yep. Um, not great. Not great. Uh, oh, remember that time that he, uh, I mean, again, this is an objective thing. Remember that time that he maimed a kid? The hippogriff? Yeah. Yeah, we don't agree on that. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyways. Um, so then we get, no, then we, we still got to do, um, Hermione has, because Hermione, if you remember, the underlying Hermione subplot this entire time, there's actually two. Number one, uh, Victor Crumb is stalking her. Sure. Number two, Hermione is trying to free the slaves, which is not a euphemism. That's actually what she's doing. In the and movie, this doesn't happen. What doesn't happen? None of it. There is no skew. Oh, there's no the skew? Movie. Yeah. Well, we do, we do find out that Dobby is now working at Hogwarts. He's Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore has hired him. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Dumbledore did. Yep. Yeah. Well, let me guess. Let me guess. He pays him just enough, but uh, he pays. Let's say he pays him. I don't know. Let's pick a number. Ten galleons a month. Okay. Let's let's pick a number. But I bet that he charges him eight galleons for room and board, and I bet that he charges him a galleon and a half for uh, for for other sorts of uh, you know issues and whatever, and make sure that that Dobby can never leave. Albus Dumbledore, villain. The. Cannot confirm nor deny, but does seem plausible. So it's not only Dobby, though, but it's also Winky. Who's not happy. Isn't she drunk the entire time? She is hammered. Uh, <laughs> because Butterbeer has, like, since house elves are smaller, uh, Butterbeer, Butterbeer actually affects them, which brings me to another point. Like, that confirms that there's, conf- there, there's yeah. confirmation that there's alcohol and Butterbeer, and they give that to 13-year-olds. I'm just saying... If you gave us unfettered access to an to 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 even like a two percent ABV beer as thirteen year olds, I promise find you, a way. promise you that some things would happen. <laughs> it's like it's 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 the uh, it's the American what what is it American Psycho like with, yeah. with the cocaine where he's like this, this shit is weak. Yes, it is, but I think if we do enough of it, we should still get high. And that's how we would go about butter beer because like that's yep, pretty much. <laughs> we would just put on weight because of how much beer we had to drink in order to actually feel it. And at a certain point, like you have to assume McGonagall would notice and just be like, just 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 use my card and buy whiskey. Just buy the fire whiskey. It's fine. Go to just just take an aging potion and go Harry, buy her. Harry Harry's broomstick is flying noticeably lower. You need to stop. Guys, you, you need to stop. Like, I, I, I know that we all talk about needing to show up in the best shape of our lives, but come on. Round is not a shape that we want, Harry. <laughs> and then one of my other favorite parts about this book, uh, Winky, you know, explains that uh, she is ashamed of being freed and she does not want to receive her salary. So instead, her salary has been deferred until she's willing to accept it. Great. Great. I'm sure she'll see that money one day. Sure. And while hammered, uh, she lets it slip that Barty Crouch Sr. hates Ludo Bagman and thinks he's a bad wizard, which um, based Fair. on what we know, what based on what we know of both characters, yeah, that tracks. Thanks, thanks. We didn't need to know that week. Like, it's like, that, that, that's like, um, hey, heads up, the guy who be- is a big believer in the rules doesn't like the guy who's actively subverting them. 
Yep. I, oh, okay. Thank you. Like that should have been. Yep. We we, we saw that one coming. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the only real like plot device that incurs is that it makes uh, Harry. Ron Hermione now suspicious of Ludo Bagman as if like as if the they shouldn't fair- have been before. Well, okay, fair, but also like Harry th- thus has not been like telling them all of the times that Bagman has cu- took him aside and been like, "What can I do to help?" Or they think that like his offer of help is actually like an offer to tell him in wrong information and kill him because like with the amount of effort that Ludo Bagman is putting into fixing this tournament. He's not your guy. Not that guy. He's not, he is not your guy. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, okay, so yeah. now... Now we're, we're, now we're asking folks out. Now we've gotten to the announcement of the U-Ball, and it's time to ask uh, people to the U-Ball, which the um, I do appreciate that, like, the way that... Uh, J.K. Rowling got around Harry just going stag with Ron. Well, again, air quotes, stag with Ron. Um, Is that like the four, the usually three, but now the four Triwizard Champions open the ball with uh, dance. So Harry has to have a date or be embarrassed, which at a certain point, probably still could have asked Ron. I mean, no, no reason not to, based on the, the dress robes as we've seen them in the movies. It could have worked. Um, yeah. I, I, so, like, he has I'm a not thing sure for redheads. Anybody... We know that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm not really sure that, like, anybody would, would anybody, do we think anybody would mind? Uh... It's kind of like the, it's kind of like that uh, scene in Scrub, the 80s in Scrubs, where, like, uh, Turk and JD find out that everybody in the hospital thinks they're a couple. It's like, well, yeah, if everybody in school already thinks we're a couple, why not just, like, hang lean into it together? It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, like, the, the this is one of those, like, things that I find, like, very unrealistic um, in both the book and the movie, which is that, like, Harry at this point is, he's been doing this for three and a half years. He's been at Hogwarts for three and a half years. He knows a lot of girls. He knows a lot of people. Um, in this situation, if you're not confident that the girl you like, Cho Chang, is going to go with you. And he's not. He has no indication that she would go with him, and she doesn't. Um, you know, you just got to you gotta find one of your girlfriends. And, like, look, like, I know that they ask Hermione, and she says no, because she's got some other things going on. But, like, at that point, you're like, hey, okay, we know a lot of girls. Katie Bell? Angelina Johnson? I can't, so, I, uh, Alicia Spinnett? I can't remember which one yeah. it is, but... The- this is also a very funny. Uh, oh, Fred scene. and George! Fred and George are just being like oh, throwing paper at her, like, paper at her, and be like, "Do you want to go dance with?" Me? Mouthing, "Do you want to go to the dance with me?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah." Oh, see? see, see, not that hard. <laughs> That's um, a great scene. That is a great scene. But like, look, like, like I know that ultimately they do what exactly what I'm saying, which is like just pick two girls from your age, right? Like, like it's not that hard. But like. Look, like at this point, I think that we've got like in in the movies they make Ginny a, a much different character than she in this in the book. But in the books, like at this point, she's like the cool younger sister. So like even if like it's like, hey Ginny, you're like my younger sister. Like, can we just like go to this dance? We'll do one dance, and then I'll see you later. You get to go to this this party, and she'd be I, like, uh, yeah. So. Again, she does not get to go unless she 
he knows exactly. with somebody. Exactly. And like book Ginny probably would have been like, hey, Harry, just take, I want to go. Come on. Like, I don't get to go to junior prom if you don't ask me. And I want to go to junior prom because they have fire whiskey and I'm not trying to be bored. So let's go. <laughs> and like, that's how that would have gone. And otherwise I'm at mom and dad's by myself for all of holiday. <laughs> right. And like, look, like if I'm a younger sibling, but you have younger siblings and like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. So like, come on, come on, Harry, do me a favor. Do me a favor, Harry. Ask me, help me help you. Help me to help you. You, you help need me a date. To help you. I'll, 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 I'll look good. I'll, it, it's fine. And everybody be like, oh, that's so sweet. It's his best friend's younger sister. Everybody will be cool with it. And like, and then in two years from now, when you get over your emo phase, we can start dating for real. Yeah. Which is ultimately what happened. Exactly. Again, we'll uh, get so- into that issue in book six, specifically as it relates to Harry and Ron's relationship. Um, but, but for now, that's what the obvious thing to do is. And ultimately he, he asks a girl from his, his, his class. Which... Yeah. So there are a couple of like kind of funny subplots that go through this. Number one is um, Harry does finally work up the courage to ask Cho and realizes that like she's going Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cho, do you want to go to the me? No. no, I'm going with Cedric. <laughs> oh. oh. And like, um, doesn't he do it in public? Yeah, he, it takes him a while because he has to like get her away from her Ravenclaw girls. To be fair, that is difficult when you're 14. Yes, agreed. Like, like I, I do remember that. I, I asked, I remember asking a girl to homecoming freshman year. Um, and she said yes, but it was a traumatic experience. I had to like figure out a time to do it. And then she, she, she like was with, it was horrendous. They travel in packs. They do. Anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about this, but yeah. Um, I'm just proud of Ron, myself for not giving a name that time. <laughs> Ron, yeah. Paul Barty. <laughs> Ron, hey, Paul. Ron, yeah, Paul, if you ever find this, let us know. Uh, you can at me at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Paul Barty only. Only. Um, only Paul Barty. Or Paula Barty. I don't look at Paula Barty. That's fine. Gotta be inclusive. Always. Uh, so Cho, not only is Cho not go- going, can't go with Harry, she's going with Cedric. Uh, Ron declares to everybody, I want to go with the best looking girl that will say yes, even if she sucks, which Hermione doesn't take well. I mean, I just like, I guess like by this point, Hermione already likes Ron, um, which I think that's kind that. of, yeah. But like, I guess he's tall. Sure. Like, is there any other redeeming characteristic? He's tall and sort of funny, but he's not as funny as his older brothers. I mean, and he's brave, but he's not as brave as Harry. It's the whole thing that we go, we're going to go through this in the seventh book where it's like, ah, you're no Fred, you're no George, you're no Harry, you're no Bill, you're no Charlie. You're kind of better than Percy. You're just a little bit better than Percy, but you're not nearly as good as Ginny either. You are, you are six out of seven here, bud. Hey, man, better than seven out of seven. That's uh, true. Ron asks Ron asks Florida the dance. Love resoundingly it. rejected. Yeah, but I love it. I love the confidence. I love where your head's at. Um, you know, swing, swing. You gotta you, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Um, and I respect that. Granted, she did end up having sex with and marrying his older brother, but still. Uh so then we find out that Neville has asked Hermione to the dance. 
and Hermione told him that she's going with someone else. Which and Ron Harry and Ron. Me- ah, wait, no. Ron oh. immediately thinks that that is an excuse to not hurt Ron, uh, Neville's feelings. And then the light bulb goes off and, he's, and he literally says, Hermione, you're a girl. <laughs> and then asks her to dance. Wait, did Eurotrip steal this from Harry Potter or Harry Potter steal this from Eurotrip? Other way, I think it. Harry Potter stole it from Eurotrip. <laughs> Based on timing. Based on timing. Literally, Harry. So, yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter stole this joke from Eurotrip. So then Ron asked, Ron asked, well, number one. Yeah, Eurotrip. It's definitely Eurotrip. Ron asks Hermione to do the dance and tells Ginny to go with Harry, foreshadowing that whole issue. Sure, sure. Uh, so apparently he was okay with it now, but he's not okay with it in two years. Wow, what a hypocrite. I Hippogriff. mean, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but like, like, to me, like, I'm not sure why that would bother you. Like, if you're Ron, like, you you want her to date Seamus Finnegan? Is that what you want? Is that your best case Dean scenario? Dom, well, yeah, Dean Thomas opens up a whole bunch of yeah, other no, issues. No, no, no. I specifically did not. I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. Uh, it's because so of the West End fan, guys. It's because obviously, of the West yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Ginny informs... So then Ron... Or Ginny informs Ron... Or Ginny informs Harry via Ron that she can't go with him because she has, as previously mentioned, accepted Neville's invitation, so she gets to go to the dance. Uh, so, yes, we can end this episode with Harry and Ron looking around. What well, Really, it's just Harry looking around the room. The first girl he sees is Parvati Patel and says, hey, do you want to go to the dance with me? And luckily, the first girl that he sees is a twin. So I mean, she it's- has a twist sister for Ron. It's convenient, but I, I do think that there would have been there was a lot of humor to be had here, and 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 she 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 emptied the tank like every joke she could have made here she she utilized, but I think that like having Ron, like not just ask Floor and not just ask Hermione, but literally going that like opening up whatever the like the yearbook was and just being like, what about this second year girl and be like nope too young not cool Ron all right fine what about this seventh year girl. Nope, 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 nope. And just like literally having him ask everybody and then eventually it's the twin. Yeah, do you think anybody judges, do you think anybody judges like if a fourth year, what happens if like a seventh year asks a first year? Are we just like, no, mm -mm, Mm -mm. not gonna allow that one. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Yeah, I wonder what the rules are. I mean, because like- Because that was never, that was never codified or like enunciated, which I mean, you can make some assumptions here, but like- is somebody going to enforce that rule? Does McGonagall like does McGonagall come up and like say leave room for Dumbledore? It's not. It's it's not McGonagall. It's it's Snape. Chris Hansen. <laughs> Chris Hansen pulls off his Snape wig and says, like, "Why don't you have a seat? Why don't you have a seat? Damn it! I I I just I was going to tell her not to. <sighs> I thought you were a Muggle. How do you think I always know? <laughs> Special thank you to my co-host, uh, Greg. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Mojo Rising or on To Catch Predator as Chris Hansen. No. Okay. <laughs> it's like, no, no I'm, that's I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Markinson. We're all Chris Hansen. You could be Chris Hansen. Yes. You, you know, the whole thing. Uh, you can find me at Diamonds Esquire. Hansen. Yeah. Uh, Diamonds Esquire. It's, I'm not usually there. You can DM me if you need to. But uh, I'm on the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, we will get the Instagram up and running just as soon as we get uh, approval from NBC to use the To Catch a Predator uh, logo. Um, 
we will be back with Nerdcast on Sunday. Um, we are recording that uh, later. Um, so uh, two, two Nerdcast episodes, and then we'll get back to our normal uh, midweek sports weekend Nerdcast until we get to football season, at which point everything goes back to football and football. Um, you can please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local I, you know what? I was trying to try to make a Chris Hansen joke, but don't talk to people who would be talked to by Chris Hansen. They're the, they're not people you should talk to. Um, nope. uh, but uh, as always, we, we, we really appreciate it. We couldn't do, we couldn't and wouldn't do it without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.